Welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bomb Sports Fest. I am your boy Q, and I'm cold. It's cold as shit you see today. It's cold as shit. It was freezing yesterday. It's even worse today. Anyway, I am here. Greg is here. Lou is here. Cashley is here. We're here for another week. <clears throat> We're here for another week. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. So, this is... <laughs> As you can see, I'm pretty, I'm pretty animated right now because, um, yeah, my commanders are currently losing. It's uh, about four minutes left in the first quarter. They're down 14 to seven. Uh, it did not start well for the commanders. Taylor Heineke on the first series of the game fumbled the ball. He was getting at the at the, at the Washington 25-ish yard line. And Jalen Hurts sinks it in for a one-yard touchdown, seven-nothing. Um, then on the next drive, Taylor Heineke led a, a beautiful drive, I, mean, I must say. And Antonio Gibson rushed, rushed, rushed it in for a three-yard, two or three-yard touchdown, which tied the game. And then we just had this next series by the Eagles. Uh, bullshit, absolute bullshit. Passing the finish call on on Benjamin St. Juice, which allowed okay, which allowed Jalen Hurts to throw a jump pass, jump pass touchdown to a wide open Dallas Goddard because everyone thought that he was running. So currently, the score is now fourteen to seven. Um, the Commanders are about to receive the ball for the next drive. For the next drive, uh, so yeah, that's that's Monday Night Football for you right now. Probably hear me. Scream, yell, press, and all this other shit um, as the game goes on. And um, newsflash, I'm doing a supper. That's an I am at the bar, but I have had a Pepsi and a cup of water. So that's that. Now let's get into and let's get into what happened yesterday in week ten of the NFL. Started off. Um, in Germany, the, the, the NFL's first ever game, a regular, first ever game in Germany, and I must say that it was a great game. I was not expecting that. I was expecting Brady to not be Brady-ish, and uh, I know in our Pick'em League, in our Pick'em League, I picked the Seahawks to beat the Buccaneers. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong! I was wrong. <laughs> Again, again, I was wrong on a lot of things like uh, yesterday. Um, but first question I have: Do we have to talk about and do we have to mention the narrative of the day? Oh, Brady's back! They have found the elixir to their offense. Do we? Do we really have to discuss that? Do, really? Really? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually, I have something, but it, it's bad to watch. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I think. Oh my god, the fact that I'm defending Brady now, I don't. Uh, no, fuck that. I'm not defending Brady. No, he's no. They have not found the elixir to the offense. They have not found the fix to their offense. I'm sorry. The fix to their offense is benching Leonard Fournette and letting that kid, that other kid, who ran the ball officially yesterday. Um, let him start. 
Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what's going on with Lil' Matt, but he needs to be on the bench. So they have not found their elixir. They have not found They have not found their fix. It's still the Buccaneers. They got a bullshit, bum-ass coach. And uh, Brady is 45 years old. And maybe now that he's divorced, maybe? Maybe? Maybe now that he doesn't have that distraction of Giselle saying, I want you to stay home. Because, uh, yeah, they're not, not together anymore. I don't know. I, I, but no, no. They have not found the fix. They have not. Because they're going to get that state side after their bye week this week. And they're still going to be a bum. They're still going to be bums. Their defense, their defense is in shambles because everybody's injured. Mike Evans is going to take a week off, and then he's going to come back and be a basket case again. Chris Godwin is going to find some phantom injury again. Uh, Julio Jones, yeah, he had a touchdown yesterday. But this is Julio Jones we're talking about. Where has Julio Jones been healthy for two two consecutive games the last three seasons? Two, just two. Just two consecutive games. Just two consecutive games. Please tell me, if if anyone has the answer to that, I will cash out you 50 cents. I'm saying that. 50 cents. If anyone has 50 cents. Yeah, 50 cents. That's crazy. If you can tell me (laughs) a stretch that Julio Jones has been healthy for two consecutive weeks, over the past three seasons, I will cash out you fifty cent. Yeah, are um, you allowed to uh, cash out fifty cents? I don't even think it's possible. Yeah. But you know what? Q will find a way. It is. I will find a way. <laughs> I will find a way. I will. Ca- I sincerely, so sincerely will cash out you fifty cents. Yeah, uh, PayPal, Venmo, uh, uh, whatever shits is out there. <laughs> Apple Pay. <laughs> Whatever. I will get literally 50 cents. If you can tell, if anyone can jump in the comments, jump in the voice note, and tell me the last time that, that Julio Jones was healthy for two consecutive games over the last three seasons. Actually, let's make it the last four. Because, yeah. <laughs> That's the last time he was Wait, is he injured like, again? When he signed that big contract. I'm just saying he's going to. This is Julio oh, Jones is talking about. Absolutely. So Leo Jones was talking about. We're, we're talking about like Dalvin Cook. That actually know how to like keep his body healthy. Yeah, I, I think my issue I've always had with Julio wasn't that he couldn't stay healthy. It's because he was seen as like a elite receiver and hadn't done anything. Like he was still being picked in like fantasy drafts and like the top ten receivers, and we're like, he's not even on a top ten team. Like what, what? What are we doing here? And this is, you know, even with Tennessee. Do you remember that disaster? People like, you know what? Julio and AJ Brown, like that. That's going to be a good lineup. And then Julio played every bit of what four games last year. They were like, oh no, what, what do we do? And it's like Atlanta just fleeced them with everything. I just, I feel like AJ Green won the who can stay injured the longest sweepstakes. However. Julio definitely should get an award for. Close second. Yeah, Close second. actually, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to give Julio Jones the one and only John Wall. Oops, oh my! I'm paid. It's no surprise, but I'm always injured. Award. Oh my! Because just oh like man. John Wall, who loves to be injured or loved, because he's actually playing out of his mind now, but. He realized he was on his last leg, literally. Um, Julio Jones, however, same situation.
has all the opportunities in the world, plays on the best teams, and just can't get it done. Can't get it done. He had turf toe for a season and a half. How do you have turf toe and you're not on the fucking turf? I, let me shut up. Let me shut up, because I'm going to say something disrespectful, and I'm trying to be nice this week. So. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I'm not for winning. I'm tired I'm tired of talking about But my next question, before we get into what was called the game of the year, the game of the year, and I'm I'm making very, very guess go Brian Robinson air quotes as I say this. I asked a question about Tom Brady. I have to repeat the same question for Aaron Rodgers. Is it now time to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers has found his niche. He's found his touch again. Can we really say that again? Can we? Can, no. Can we, thank you. Thank you. That was my answer. No. Um, I, I already said enough about Aaron Rodgers. I want to focus not on Aaron Rodgers, but Christian Watson. They are saying that he is what Aaron Rodgers needed. No. He had a good game against a team that was not expecting Aaron Rodgers to throw the fucking ball to anybody because he didn't have anybody to throw to. Like, am I saying he's going to be the next Justin Jefferson? Absolutely fucking not. But, was we're gonna Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, I just, yeah, I feel like Christian Watson, everybody's going to try to go get him off of waivers and they're like, oh yeah, like, that. that's what Aaron Rodgers needs. And it's like, they're four and five. Um, No. It's not what he needed. Aaron Rodgers needs an actual receiver. Now, who knows? In four weeks, I'll be saying Christian Watson like won somebody a fantasy championship. He, you know, he got people money on DFS. But I, I think the Christian Watson thing is kind of like a, a one-off thing. Kind of like how, I know this is going to sound really fucked up to say, how Alan, how I see Alan Lazard. Like, everybody makes <laughs> Alan Lazard like the guy. In Green Bay, and I was like, he's Cole Beasley everywhere else. He, he literally is. Like, if you think about like who Alan Lazard is as a receiver, it's like, oh, just because he plays for Green Bay and they don't really have anybody, they just needed somebody with some hands. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll slide like Alan Lazard in there. Is he a Stephon Diggs? No. Is he a Tyree Hill? No. Is he a fucking Juju Smith-Schuster? Probably. I, I, I'll give him that credit because I, I don't know what's going on with Juju. Juju's good, but. In my opinion, he's not that good. But and also with Juju Green, is now out with a, also Juju is now out with a concussion. Oh, well, even better. So Kadarius Tony is going to take over the team for two weeks until he gets injured again. So I'm, I'm waiting for that. But all in all, you know, for me, the Aaron Rodgers thing, people got really adamant. Like you know, uh, Skip was talking about it, and obviously, you know, you know. The bad man. What was his fucking name? Um, uh, Stephen A. Smith. He's talking about how Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's having a resurgence. And, you know, you just needed to be patient with him. How much more patience can we have? Like, th- this is the the MVP, right? This is the reigning MVP. I-, I have no patience for that at all. So, in my personal opinion, this is going to sound disrespectful. But I need to see more from Aaron Rodgers. Because he has a bad team that doesn't know the one thing that they should do is run the fucking ball. They have two capable running backs and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, who honestly can take teams out of games because they get fucking 4.3 yards of carry. I just, I don't understand 
why they just don't like have that. They have a decent, you know, tight end. They have a halfway decent offensive line. Aaron Rodgers is the one making the mistakes every fucking week. So this week, did they have a good game? No, they just won the game. And I really wish people would say that. Aaron Rodgers did not have a good game. Christian Watson caught a couple good passes that turned into a win. That's the equivalent of me saying the New York Jets are a Super Bowl-capable team. So I'm going to land my plane there. Not yet. So just as you said, we have on the game so far. Terry McLaurin had uh, just made an incredible catch to give the the commanders a first down on about 13 yards. Uh, So, again, the score score update in the second was 11 minutes left in the second second quarter. 12 minutes, 32 seconds left in the second quarter. It's 14 to 7. The commanders are at the 30-yard line and driving. Uh, ball goes to Antonio Gibson. He makes a nice five-yard run. But anyway, going back to going back to Aaron Rodgers. So the story came out yesterday, and we find that he has now expressed his frustration with with uh, Matt Lafleur's play calling. Why? I don't know. I can I probably understand. I probably get why because they're not running the fucking ball. There, you said it earlier. You said it earlier. Everyone's expecting Aaron Rodgers to be a, to be a hero worker when he doesn't have any receivers. Yes, did Christian Washington have a great game? Oh, this is Christian Watson we're talking about, who has not been able to stay healthy the entire season. The entire season. I, I, just don't great, see it, huh? you, you, I don't see it either. When they have. And you, and, you, and you said it. You said it, Greg. Two very decent to almost elite running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and they refused no. to feed the pig to them. They refused, absolutely refused to feed the pig to them. Yeah. Give them but, the goddamn ball. But Q, here's the thing. Like, we can't blame Matt LaFleur. Do we not? I think people developed amnesia about the fact that Matt LaFleur was brought on as a coach because they wanted Aaron Rodgers to run the playbook. Like they wanted him to, he has, I think him and like three other quarterbacks in the league. One is Mahomes. So it's him, Mahomes. And I want to, is it Josh? No, Josh Allen doesn't have like, you know, on field. I think it's like it's cousins. It's fucking Kirk cousins. Who has that has the ability to change the play in the middle of it. Like he doesn't like he has control of the playbook. Aaron Rodgers, when they brought Matt LaFleur and they made a whole spectacle about it. It's like, hey, Matt LaFleur, yes, he's a coach of the team, but this is Aaron Rodgers team. So when he's on, you know, on the field, he can go and change the playbook. I'm going to get that article. I'm going to go find that shit because they made that an entire fucking thing about Aaron Rodgers. The reason why he can't get along with coaches is because he doesn't believe in their play calling. And you're like, all right, cool. But every coach is wrong. Every coach needs to be fired. No. I don't. I don't know who's worse at having coaches fired, him or fucking like James Harden. I, I, I don't get it. Him, James Harden, and KD. Like, but <laughs> again, I, I, just, I feel like we really have to stop acting as though like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have every fucking opportunity known to man. He, he's got his pick of receivers. He's gotten his pick of offensive line. He's got his. Uh, you know, he's gotten the offensive playbook. All these things he's had the ability to have, Q. And it's really pissing me off that every week, even when they have a win, he has an excuse. Like, you need to run the ball more? No. It, it wasn't that. When you motherfuckers were losing, you win one game, all of a sudden, now the, the running game? Like, 
Where, where's Lou at? Because I swear we just talked about this shit last week. I, I, we, we did. even I think we almost ended the show with this shit. I was like, mm-hmm. when they win, it's all Aaron Rodgers that he did good. We, we're not yeah. talking about Christian. We're not talking about the fact that the the run game actually opened up the opportunities for Aaron Rodgers to throw the fucking ball. But now you're blaming the run game. Like, do we need to go to the fucking stat sheet and show like what they did on Sunday? Because I'm I'm really annoyed by it. You last week I I'm not even last week like Monday we go. What are you doing? I got really upset because when we got off the uh, phone and off the show, I was like, yo, like there's no reason why we keep hearing that you know Aaron Rodgers when he does good he does good, but when he does bad, it's like no, it's everybody else's fault. So I'm just gonna go down the stat line, right? So. When we go and look at the Packers, right? People forget Aaron Jones had 24 rushes for 138 fucking yards. AJ Dillon had 13 rushes for 65 yards. Let's not even factor in the fact that Aaron Jones had two receptions for 18 yards. Um, CJ Watson had eight targets for four, recep- uh, four receptions for 107. Uh, Sammy Watkins had three for three for 47. Alan Lazard had four for 45, right? Aaron Rodgers threw 14 for 20. He threw the ball 20 fucking times. Aaron Jones ran the ball more than Aaron Rodgers threw the fucking ball. And he received. Are, are we are we neglecting this shit? So I don't want to hear that the run game isn't there. We need to work on the run game. Because the run game did what the fuck they were supposed to do, Aaron Rodgers. You the one who had 224 yards, three touchdowns to the same fucking receiver. And in short yardage, this wasn't long plays. We really have to cut this shit out with him. Like, I, I just don't get it. I I really hope people just stop giving um, Aaron Rodgers these fucking excuses. The stat sheet is right there. So when Q read that off about like, oh, the run game, did, explain. It, show me the show me the fucking stats because I I'm looking at them. Twenty four for one hundred thirty eight yards. He's averaging fucking five yards a carry. AJ Dillon's averaging five yards a carry. Like, come on, come on. What more do you want from them? Like, do you want them to have six touchdowns like every game? And then you still end up throwing fucking two interceptions? I, I don't get it. Aaron Rodgers, you had a halfway decent game, but your run game kept you in it. Because last I checked, Sammy Watkins ain't been good in fucking five seasons. And for him to be your wide receiver two, and you had a wide receiver four being the person who had three touchdowns, when you had a healthy Alan Lazar, and you had Sammy Watkins, you had fucking uh, Robert Tanyan had one reception for eight yards. You had Mercedes Lewis fucking one reception for negative yards. Can we just call a thing a thing? Because I'm, I'm really getting annoyed with Aaron Rodgers' rhetoric, bro. Like, it, it really bothers me with this dude. And I don't have, like, hate for him like I do Kyrie. It, just, it really disturbs me when even when he wins, he's blaming somebody. Like, how the f- can you imagine being a fucking, like, like a teammate of Aaron Rodgers? And you're like, yo, like, we won. What are you complaining about? Oh, it's the run game. It's like, what the fuck? What? We, we can't even enjoy a win with you. Well, I, Lou, am I crazy, bro? I, like, I'm no, tra- no, I don't get it either. I, I mean, you're absolutely right because it happens every week that he finds a negative, even in a positive. You know what I mean? And it, you're, it's it's really annoying. <laughs> it's annoying to watch. It's it annoying is. to listen to. It's just it's super annoying. He can't just give like you know, hey. Great game, you know, great win today, nothing like that. But we got to get our running game going or the defense got to step up. I mean, come on, man. Shit. <laughs> yo, yo you, you won and you barely won like that. Like when I look at the stat sheet for the defense, the defense did better than him. 
the defense did. They had more sacks and he had fucking yards. Okay, I'm 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 going to say this. I'm going to be done because I know Q wants to move on. Um, we we need to stop with this shit with Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, obviously. But we've really gotten to the point where we make excuses for Aaron Rodgers' piss poor play, even when he does good. But the fact that that man said that they need to focus on the run game is if fucking Aaron Jones did not run twenty four times. He had two running backs that literally carried the ball the entire fucking game. That is scary to think about. I don't. I don't even have the times down for how like the you know possessions and everything like that. I don't have that timeline for possessions of running, but I do know they carried the ball a total of thirty-seven times. Aaron Rodgers literally threw the ball twenty times. He had an average of eleven yards. Meanwhile, your two running backs are averaging. Five yards per carry. That's light work for you, especially when you consider that the number one receiver for Green Bay was who this week? The wide receiver four. Yep. So if your wide receiver one and two can't get it done, I I just, yeah, I just, I'm done. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Jalen Hurst just threw an interception. Just threw an interception. He ran it back, uh, ran it back about 30 yards, but there is a flag on the play. Let's see who the flag is on. But I agree with you 100 uh, As we wait on... They're going to cheat Washington, because why not? I know they, I know they are, because they're in Philly, and they want, they, they want to continue the narrative. Oh, Philly's not in them. Okay, interception counts. There is no foul on the run back after the interception. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Beautiful um, interception. Uh, you're you're like seconds in front of my my TV, so I don't know uh, how you want to do like, your update. Don't don't spoil, don't spoil the game while I'm watching it. Right. I'm like, oh come on, man. Oh uh, yeah. No 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 more updates on on the game, Q, because we are definitely behind on like the TVs because you know where he's at so he has the the best Wi-Fi for that channel but either way let's go on to what's next on the docket all right all right so now that we um we luckily talked about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady they're back and they're not we all said no uh let's get to what is supposedly the the best game of the year the number one game of the year which happened to be the Minnesota Vikings up in um, um, uh, what the fuck is in Buffalo (laughs) in Orchard Park playing the Buffalo Bills yesterday. What a game. I would say it was a great game, but game of the year? I don't know know so much if it's the game of the year or was it Buffalo's monuments we fuck up? Bingo. You can look at it. I'll, I'll, I'll say look at it both ways. You can, you can, you can, you can definitely look at it both ways. But I call it a monumental fuck up. I call it Buffalo's monumental fuck up because they were up seventeen. They were up seventeen, and they allowed the Vikings to come back. They had a chance to win the game in regulation because they stuffed the Vikings on that last drive, and the, you know, goal line stand. 
fourth down goal line stand and Buffalo missed the ball at the one yard line. Instead of giving the ball to Devin Singletary or Zach Boss, or is he still there? No, he's not there anymore. Or um, uh, 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 Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh no, they they want Josh Allen. They call Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, they call for a quarterback sneak with Josh Allen. Well, mind you, Josh Allen has a bum elbow, fumble. So the center exchange on that on that uh, on that quarterback sneak at the one when it was like thirty seconds left in the game, fumble. The Vikings recovered, got a touchdown. Now, give Buffalo now they, yeah, give Buffalo credit. They got the ball. It was like 30, 30 or thirty five seconds left. Josh Allen brought them down the field to get a game time field goal. Then in overtime, so then in overtime. Minnesota got the ball first. They kicked the field goal. Another chance for Buffalo to win the game. What does Josh Allen do? He throws the, he throws the ball not to his favorite target, Stephon Diggs, or his competent tight end, Dawson Knox, or the wide receiver two, who really is a wide receiver four, Gabe Davis. No, no. He finds, he finds Patrick Peterson for his second interception of the night of the game. Which sealed the deal, and now the Buffalo Bills are six and three, and barely hanging on to the lead in the, in the AFC East. Great, greatest game of the year, or why you miss a fuck up by Buffalo? Maybe it's because a lot of people have like recency bias. Um, I definitely feel like we've seen quite a few games that could be considered like the game of the year so far. Um, it's just up there because you know. People just, I guess the game was entertaining, yes. But I'm hearing people say, like, it was the greatest fucking catch. And I'm like, oh, do not disrespect Odell's touchdown for a fucking first down. Like, absolutely fucking not. Like, great catch, but no. No, bro. Do not, <laughs> like, the Tyree catch, it, you're saying, like, it, is nothing. It, it, like, what are we doing? There. I yeah. gotta say, that catch, is it's gotta be top three. So let's talk next gen stats. Let's talk next gen stats. Like the advanced analytics on the day that, on the day that uh, Justin Jefferson had yesterday, he had an average length of separation from this defender of less than one point of one point two yards in all the catches that he had. That was just. That was just incredible. Like, all game, he was blanketed, it. And he still found a way. He still found a way to make a, make the difficult catch. That kid mm-hmm. is something absolutely special. He is okay. definitely and something. I, I, no, here's the thing. I would, take, I would take that as if, like, you know, and I know this is going to sound, like, egregious to say, but guess what? Like, everybody's making one-hand catches. Was that catch good? Yes, it was. So was DeAndre Hopkins in week eight. He did a one-hand touchdown grab against, guess who? Like, did, are, are we forgetting? Like, they played Minnesota, got a fucking touchdown win. Like, from a one-hand touchdown, you know, one-handed touchdown grab. And I'm sitting I'm like, okay, like, I get that. You got the David Tyree catch. You have, obviously, you know, the Odell catch. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. Like, it was a good catch. And I'm not sitting here hating. It's just also one of those things, I'm like, the replay, yes, it looked good. But I'm like, 
there, there were so many of these catches now that even though like obviously talented and stuff like that, I'm not trying to be like blasphemous, but top three, yes. Top five, absolutely. But we're not going to sit here and act like there were not better catches that had more pivotal like moments in their games than that catch. Because but, but people, see, here's, people the, are, here's the thing, though. With that catch, that was a fourth down throw. Mm-hmm. Fourth and 18. So, okay. That kept their hopes alive. And then they came down and, uh, I mean, I don't know, the field goal or the touchdown or whatever. So that's what made it more, um, you know, more important to me that that was a great catch because it kept the drive alive. Well, I agree with what you're saying. My issue is people are like Phil Yates is saying Justin Jefferson has the catch of the century. Um, <laughs> like, like literally, it, it's shit like that. Like, yeah, it's just call a catch a catch. But like, I, I can see if this was like the catch to get them to the Super Bowl or the catch to keep them in the playoffs. I'm like, it, yeah, okay, cool. But the the, the it's it just like I, I, I'm trying my hardest not to hate on this catch. But when Field Yates, one guy who like I absolutely hate when he says tweets sometimes because he seems super biased to his favorite players, and when they don't do good, he he's just like Aaron Rodgers, like yo, somebody else's fault. But he really said Justin Jefferson catch of the century, the century. We we just can't call it the the best catch in the last few, you know. In the last few yeah. years, right? Yeah, yeah we can't call it, it a little bit. <laughs> the, the century. When he said the century, even I, I looked down at my phone. I was like, you know what? I'm just go ahead and turn this face down because this is <laughs> this is stupid. This is stupid. And then catch of the century. Catch of the century. Like here's the thing: people are forgetting. I'm, I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw some like catches at, at y'all. Like I'm using like you know terms of like catching and throwing shit right so we already talked about the helmet catch right which to me is still the greatest catch of all time like i don't care what justin jefferson did congratulations bro i i appreciate it but yeah. david tyree david david tyree exactly oh but since we want to tell we want to talk super bowls what about julian edelman versus the falcons did we forget I that was, i was just what about, thinking about that one uh what if, what about um uh, for the Steelers, yeah. Plus, that toe exactly. exactly, Q. Y'all People are saying Justin them. Jefferson just out. There's a tweet that says Justin Jefferson yeah, just out Sorry. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. My God, what? He just out. <laughs> How do you? I mean, let's move on. I'm, I'm gonna be quiet because that, that's stupid. I'm sure Dan Rod is probably like, "Yo, Greg, like, why?" And I was like, "Me, I'm trying to figure it out too." I'm absolutely trying to figure. It's a great fucking catch. Let it just be a great catch. Stop sitting here acting like there aren't other good catches. Because you know what's going to happen? People are going to expect him to do that. Shit, Julio Jones has had some really good fucking catches. If we're saying the greatest catch of all time, I can just throw out some arbitrary catch that nobody was expecting. Do we remember the the tight end from Green Bay who's probably not even on a team right now? Aaron Rodgers threw a 78-yard touchdown to him. And he caught it over Hail five Mary, defenders. Hail Mary. Is, is that not considered one of the greatest catches of all time? Because it had like a 3% rate of him even fucking catching the ball, right? Since we're talking next-gen stats, right? What about the catch that I was talking about? What was it last season or was it this season? I can't even remember. 
with uh, DeAndre Hopkins where he caught over four defenders in the end zone from Kyler Murray, won the fucking game. Uh, this, hail, this another season. Hail Mary. That was exactly. last season. That was last season. But, I mean, if we're, if we're going to consider one-hand catches to automatically qualify you in the top five, top ten of I don't think it, I don't you think know, greatest so, catches. So I don't think so I don't think it's not I don't think it's so much that it was a one handed catch. I think the degree of the extreme degree of difficulty if he doesn't mm-hmm. like the defender had two hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. The, the defender had two two hands on the ball. If mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson doesn't rip that ball from him with one hand that's an interception game over. So I think, oh, I think, and- so I think a lot, I think, I, I think the argument is like, is it a, one of, is it a, one of the greatest catches? Uh, you can, you can make that argument, but the greatest catch of all time? No, 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 no. Exactly. But it, it was like, like I said, the, the high degree of difficulty in being with Justin Jefferson being triple covered, triple covered, the defender, had the interception and Justin Jefferson snatched it out of snatched it out of his hands with one hand. With one hand. Yeah. And then went yeah. and then and then going to the ground after he snatched after he snatched the ball away and being able to hold on to the ball while going to the ground. The, that degree of difficulty on that catch is I, yeah. I, I would say is why people are making the argument that I'm one of the greatest catches of all time. So I'm, 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 I'm going to say something, and I, I hope nobody gets offended by me saying this, but I hope that you understand where I'm coming from, and I'm going to shut up after this, I promise. Um, if that is going to be considered one of the greatest catches of all time, we can absolutely do away with the segment, You Got Mossed. We, we can absolutely yeah. go, we, we, we can do away with it now. It's no longer needed. It's not necessary. Because nothing's going to top it, right? There are no more one-hand catches that matter. There are no more catches where you're in front of the defender and you catch the ball. And, and, you know, they had two hands, you had one. Or you had two hands, they had two. Or you had six fingers and they had ten. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're starting to just, like, take the highlight for what the fuck the highlight was. It's a highlight. Like, but saying things like the greatest things of all time and it hasn't been fucking 24 hours. I'm like, did you even look at the tape? This is cute. This is the same fucking game where... Um, no, actually, I'm I'm lying. That was the fucking game where the Arizona Cardinals game because they tried to say that Gwen Stefani was Fergie from Black Eyed Peas, and I'm sitting there like, okay, so clearly everybody's stupid. <laughs> everybody's a fucking idiot. But yeah, um, yeah, if me, you know, if me sound, you know, the way I sound, I'm really passionate about this because there are a lot of good catchers that we've all seen. We've talked about them almost. Every every other week, we talk about, oh, this person made a sensational catch. This person's done this. This person's done that. But we can absolutely do away with the You Got Moss segment because now everybody's highlight is going to be like, well, I have to have a one-hand catch. It's going to be like Steph Curry's three-pointer for the NFL now. It's like, <laughs> you didn't do anything unless you you know had a one-hand catch. It's like, but I'm a, I'm a defensive end. Hey, the interception, though, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a one-handed interception, so does it really matter? Like, I, yeah. And again, I know that I'm going to sound insane for saying this because I still think the David Tyree catches the number one. Odell's is number two. But somebody had to crawl in order for y'all to walk. I'm sure there were other receivers who were catching one hand balls, but the one handed catch that mattered 
that makes receivers like Justin Jefferson do what he did was a touchdown by Odell Beckham, which is the number two on my list. David Tyree's nobody's moving that one. You cannot move that for me. Like, I honestly think that Peyton Manning, when he made that joke, <laughs> I forgot what game it was this year, where he was like, he was chewing gum. I think it was like Saturday Night Live or something he had done. He's like, he chewed some gum and he, you know, was, you know, warming up with the ball right before he threw it to David Tyree, implying like he put some like gum on the ball so he can make sure that he catch, you know, he caught it snug. But <laughs> yeah, um, Great catch, though. Great catch. I don't want to seem like a hater. I just, I really want people to kind of like slow down a little bit and go and look at some other good catches because there were some sensational catches that I've seen. And that was a sensational catch as well. But to say it's the greatest catch of all time, if that's the case, we have a low bar to meet because last I checked, even the opener of this game, Curtis Samuel caught a ball behind the... Actually, he did it. He almost did it today. Curtis Samuel fucking had a one-hand catch that if he would have caught that ball, he had the receiver wrapped around him and he caught it with his right hand. That actually happened this year. Q, one of, was it Terry McLaurin who did that? We like, he caught it like around the receiver? Yes. Yes, that was the first game that that um, Taylor Heineke started after Carson Wentz got injured. And I have to say, oh. and I know this is... A, I, I, know, I know you said no more updates, but I... I'm highly impressed tonight with the Commanders. No, I'm really, I, I'm highly impressed. So, I'm highly impressed. They're moving the ball. They're keeping Jalen Hurts off the field. The, the Eagles tonight have 18 offensive plays to the Commanders now, 40. And the Commanders are in the red zone, threatening. They went for it on fourth down. Curtis Samuel, what did I say earlier? What did I say earlier in the season? That they had the way to unlock the commander's offense is to is to deep is to use Curtis Samuel like Debo. What are the commanders yep. doing? I, I actually, you know what? I fucking hate Scott Turner, but I have to give him credit because he's now he's using Curtis Samuel in a Debo role. Have him coming out the backfield, running the ball, putting put, lining him up in the slot, lining him up. Line him up as the X receiver. Have him go be that be that burner threat that everyone that we saw when he was in Carolina. They're using him just like Debo now, and it warms my heart that they're doing that. Still, fuck, still fuck Scott Turner. Um, fuck Scott Turner. He still needs to go. But they are. He is. He is. He is the Debo Samuel of this offense. And it is about fucking time that they're using him the way he should be used. Again, still, still, fuck Scott Turner. But that's my only update. That's my only update because we're in two minute warning. Um, and they say the, the commanders are in the red zone. They're at the, at the 18 yard line threatening um, to at least score some points. They need to make this a three, a one point game going into halftime um, or to take the lead. With that, they're at the 15 yard line coming back. So that's my last update on that. But go ahead. Um, so, next thing on the docket, look at Brian Rod. Ooh, Jesus Christ. All right, sorry. The Broncos suck. So, that, there was a tweet today that I saw. There was a tweet today. The time that I was able to look at, look at the timeline, look at my timeline. Thank you for being ver- thank you thank you for being verified. <laughs> um, but also on the Gary Report, there was a tweet today that said um, Drew Locke 
could have did this, could have did it with the, with the Broncos and doing with, with Russell Wilson for a $240 million shooter. Hey, that's we hit it. Hit everything, the nail on the fucking heads. We said that Russell Westbrook, yes. I mean, Jesus Christ, that Russell Wilson, yes. Would quarterback possibly pretend, maybe, get in the Hall of Fame because of what he did in Seattle? Like, this man is clearly, clearly, clearly not it for Denver. Diminished skills, could be. Receivers going down, possibility. Bad coach, that maybe. Maybe the reason is Russell Wilson is, is not that good anymore. Talk me out of it. Maybe it's just not that good. Maybe it's the head coach. Maybe it's play calling. Uh, maybe it's performance on the field. Um, personally, I think it's head coach and play calling. Uh, Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. We all know he is. He's shown it in Seattle. But uh, who's their uh, head coach? Hackett, right? Daniel Hackett. Who was? Yeah. Who's offensive coordinator? Aaron Rodgers. Well, I just still think that uh, it's play calling and then head coaching. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, yeah. it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. It, did they spend way too much for him and give away too much? You're damn right they did. Yes. But, yeah, it, it's – I blame the head coach and play calling. Well, I saw a video today where they were actually um, not even focused on his football play. They talked about people that Russell Wilson went ahead of in the MLB draft, one being Aaron Judge. And you know I'm not a baseball fan. Right. <laughs> but I, that name resonated with me because you guys have talked about it, you know, during the baseball season and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, wait, Russell Wilson went ahead of Aaron Judge. What the fuck? And then there was a, a bunch of other names, and Peyton Manning was the one who was interviewing him. And he was like, what do you think of when you hear these names? And he listed off these names, and Russ is like, oh, they're great players and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah. You were drafted before them in 2010. Can you fucking imagine? Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Russ is <laughs> so bad at his profession now that they're talking about the profession that he should have taken. <laughs> so good. You know? it, I mean, um, it, it's so strange though because he was like he was so good in Seattle. Yeah, he just goes. You know, I know the man can still play football. We all know he yep. can still play football, but it's it's just. It's like a completely different player now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he, he can't make decisions. Yeah. Like he can't make decisions, you know, for himself, for an audible, out of plays, everything. Like, I don't get it. But it's Denver too. So, you know, you know, who likes Denver? Yeah. Well, Denver needs to get a running back. Uh, Melvin Gordon yeah. is not it. Um, so that that's definitely their issue. They have a good tight end, even though they let go of the other tight end. I forgot what his name was. That's how bad 
you know, that was. They made all those, like, you know, off-season, like, moves for Russ. And now everybody who was with them is like, well, thank God I'm not with them, right? Jerry Judy's injured. Um, Denver's injured just in general because they play really shitty. But I think the issue with Russ is he's always had complimentary players. Even when they won a Super Bowl, he had, like, you know, complimentary players. Last season, you had uh, DK and you had Tyler Lockett. Now, if Geno Smith can come in and make them a, like, a capable team, I think they're winning the NFC West right now. Um, the problem might have been Rust. Now, I said this last year, and I think Q had actually started the campaign about it because I didn't believe it until after Q had said it. He said, after the finger injury from Russ, he'll never be the same. And I was like, no, I just already thought he was bad. But then I looked at the stats. I was like, no, Russ was doing great for Seattle. And then that finger injury happened, and then just shit just went left. So he's had a whole season, and I know he got it, like, structurally, like, well, I'm sorry, like, repaired and all this other stuff. I just need to know, what do you do if you're a Denver, like, Bronco, like, GM? You have your fans leaving in the fucking second quarter, even when there's getting, there was like a game that they were going into overtime and people just left because they were like, oh, we already know what's going to happen. So, I hope they figure it out because Russ is gone. Russ is actually playing worse than Joe Flacco did last year. That's bad. That's bad. I hate the fact that I just said that. I hate the fact that I said that. I never thought I would say that Joe Flacco played better than Russell Wilson. On any day. So, damn, man. Mm-hmm. I might have fallen. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely agree. I definitely agree. All right. Just give me one second. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the Braves, the, the Broncos suck. <laughs> the Sons of the fucking Raiders. And, and, and this also this and this ties into Jeff Saturday is undefeated as an NFL head coach. One Jeff Saturday has never coached anything of substance beyond a prep school team. <laughs> oh my God! They they had to bring Matt Ryan out of the crypt. To start the game, because um, I said uh, Jeff Saturday said, "Oh, he gives us the best best option to win." Um, do we? Do we really need to discuss this? Like the Colts and the Raiders. I mean, number one, it's one week. I mean, uh, number two, it's the Raiders. There's something clearly wrong with that offense, but I, I think it's the head coach. Um, I think it's Josh McDaniels. He's he's never actually been a good head coach, no matter where he goes. As an offensive coordinator with the Patriots, yeah, he of course he was good, but as a head coach, not so not so good. Agreed. I have nothing else. I I disagree. Um, best of luck, though. Best of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like. I, like I'm, I'm trying to be more positive, and it it just sucks, man. Because you, at least for me with Vegas, it just it's like you you have it all. Like 
Hunter Winfrey going down means that you should be able to expose the offense even more. Like you can run that through Devontae Adams. Where was all this chemistry at? You talked about it all offseason and it's just not there. Like it's it's bad to watch. And I'm not going to sit here and act like the Colts are a bad team. I just feel like Joe Flacco is garbage. But uh, not Joe Flacco. Uh, what's, what's the fucking name? They're all interchangeable to me. Fucking uh, Matt Derek Ryan. Carr. Um, no, no, no. Uh, for the Colts. Derek Carr. Oh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Derek Carr, we, we talked about this when we were making our picks on how many games they, you know, they were going to win. And I was the main one saying how much I like Derek Carr. I never understood why he was always in the MVP race for the first five weeks. And then he just like fell off a fucking cliff. But I mean, that, that's just Derek Carr. Um, I'm just really concerned that when it comes to Oakland, they're going to do what like, Detroit did with Matt Stafford. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we're vague. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But they're going to do what Detroit did to Matt Stafford. They're going to let Carr go to a halfway decent team. And he's going to win a Super Bowl. But it's going to happen. Didn't they just pay Derek Carr in the offseason too? Yep, they did. Yeah, oh, they did. Man. Uh, Q, you might want to do the breaking news. I know like Lou is a little uh, bit behind, but you might want to do the breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. Uh, Antonio Gibson is down on the field. Um, he caught a five yard pass from Taylor Heineke um, and then got hit um, and limped off. He li- initially limped, limped got, you know, was down on the field. He got up and he fell down. And he went back down to the turf. So, that's uh, news to watch for the rest of this game. Uh, Antonio Gibson has been playing really, really well. Uh, good thing is he's walking on his own power with a slight limp. So that is that's that. Yeah. So there's 57 seconds left in the second quarter. Um, the Commanders stopped the Eagles on the ensuing drive after they scored a touchdown with Brian Robinson. Anyone can you see that run? Who's Brian Robinson? Oh, boy. Um, so second and five, 57 seconds left. Uh, he said Antonio Gibson down with an injury right now waiting to see what um, will come about with that the rest of this game and yeah that's that so let's okay. continue this conversation um I mean I don't really have anything else about the Colts um, same thing with uh, Vegas I, I just I really hope that doesn't happen because that that's like a it's an omen that I don't want to happen, which is Derek Carr winning a ring. And then I have to hear about how good he is. Cause I mean, we heard so much about how good his brother was supposed to be. And you saw how that fucking panned out. Right. Oh so, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't need that. Um, cause he definitely were painting them out to be like the Manning brothers. And I was like, <laughs> have you won the tape? <laughs> this is like partly the reason why, if you know you and Q and Ashley all remember uh, before the season started, um, yeah, I picked the Raiders to win the AFC West. <laughs> so yeah, 
That uh, that got flushed out of the toilet real quick. (laughs) But it was promising, though. Like, they have everything. Like, when I say everything, Lou, like, when you look at their roster, there's not a bad spot. People just can't figure out why they can't win. And obviously, the easiest person to blame is Derek Carr, because it's like, you know what? We can blame Derek Carr, because, I mean, next season, guess what? We're not going to go get Garoppolo. We're just, we'll stick with him. We already paid him, right? But Vegas is, like... Maybe that's just going to be like the, the Sacramento Kings of football. It's a team that's like, you know what? Halfway decent market. You know, they have the salary cap. They have the budget. They have the, the right players. They just can't fucking win. It, like, and, and again, I feel like they just... I'm sorry. It, it's, okay. it's just like, to me, it's just like Denver. I think it's the play yeah. calling. And, and mm-hmm. the coaching. I, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. They have one of the, the top three receivers in the game um, is a, I think, a very good quarterback. They got Josh Jacobs. They got a pretty good defense. You know, their their star tight ends hurt. Yep. Come on, you got to put points in the board. Yeah, I, I just hope for the best for them because. They're the one team in the NFL, and I'm like, you know what? I don't mind them. Like, I actually like watching like Vegas play, even when they play bad. I think my issue is when they play bad, like it's not noticeable. They lose games. It's like, you know, this game should be like 35 to like 14, right? Like, it should be this good. Like, it should be that bad. Josh Jacobs should have two touchdowns. Devontae Adams should have fucking 160 yards, two touchdowns. Derek Carr, even if he throws a bad game, it's like, yo, Derek Carr should, he could have a bad game every fucking week, and they should still win. That was, and the reason why is, you, just have, you have so much going on. You have so much going on with your team that you, you have no choice. But Q, Q is naturally going to jinx this game, because he is, he is hyping us up. And <laughs> I know, you, you, know, you know how this works. I'm sitting here, he's clapping his ass it off. I'm like, that was I'm a clap for my pass. ass. Off and Joey Sly just hit a 58 yard field goal to end the half. Oh, straight God. down, almost straight down the middle. Well, we're we're going to make sure Q cannot Q cannot give us any more updates because <laughs> Q is definitely like 45 <laughs> seconds ahead of everybody. And you want to you, you know what, what, what's just fuel to the fire to that? What's that, Greg? Greg just went and picked up Joey Sly to play him tonight on the fantasy. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Man. I forgot about that. Man. <laughs> I, I thought about. It. I was like, wait, I don't have a. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't have a kicker, and I was like, let me see if I can get a kicker. And naturally, nobody likes Joey Sly anyway, right? So I was like, let me just go pick him up and see what he does. Um, was not expecting him. To, I thought he was going to give me five points. He's done good so far. I just, you know, I really hope that Antonio, uh, that AJ Brown is good though, because like he, he's, yeah, he's um, a really big determining factor. So yeah, I, I need him to bounce back. All right, I'm wishing so him good health, man. Um, anyway, um, so that. That was a great NFL discussion. I, I I really don't care about the NBA right now. I really don't. I, I have it on the back of it. I really don't. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. Who cares right now? 
Well, you, you know, my thing. I'm only, is I'm only any, mentioning the NBA. Any, is there any good stories talking about the, the NBA right now? Oh, it's not Kyrie being last. But other than that, well, Q, no. Okay. I mean, the, the Cavaliers are really good. Um, the, the, the Jazz, I can't believe they're even four. Well, Q, here's the beautiful thing in this, right? So when it comes to basketball, there's only three days for the end of, you know, until the end of the year that you actually have to care about basketball. You know what that is? Christmas. Night before Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Day, and New Year's. That's it. You know, and I don't even think they're having New Year's games this year. I think everything's being played on the third year. So, yeah, you have literally three slates that you actually have to care about. You know it's bad when, D, you know, the DFS providers on Twitter and shit like that, they don't even talk about the NBA unless it's Thursday night. That's it. Monday Monday through Wednesday, they're just like, nah, we don't have anything. Or it's, it's play light on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's like, oh, so it's just going to be a Thursday slate? It hasn't been this bad to watch the NBA since uh, Coach Pop but was you know, just like, but you know the Thursday slates. Like, you know the Thursday slates are only two to three games because of yes. Thursday night football. Yes, but that, that's when you're supposed to play. While everybody's spending their money big in the you know the tournaments on you know, Thursday nights, put your money into NBA. You know you got a short slate. You know you can make your money off of it. The only thing that usually happens is it's a Spurs game and pop sits everybody. So there's that. <laughs> okay, I will say this though. When, when it goes to NBA, we can't do that this year because uh, no one plays for it. No one plays for Spurs except for Yaku Poon or uh, that is true. Can't even to John St. Murray because man he's with the Hawks. <laughs> Oh, so you gotta play. Wait, they traded like, him? Yeah, Dejounte Murray plays for the Hawks. He plays for, wow. for Atlanta. He was trading. Yeah, he was wow. trading draft type. It was a draft type trade. The one and then, and then okay. he got paid. Go ahead, I'm excited about the NBA. I'm excited about the NBA because number one, this is my birthday week. Birthday is mm-hmm. on Friday. Let's go. I will. Will be attending the Cavaliers and Charlotte Hornets game, so I am really, really pumped up for that. I know you've been looking, you've been looking forward just for like three months. You were like, you know, I got a surprise <laughs> ticket. I can, yes. man. You gonna have the time of your life. Get get as drunk as possible for all of us, please. Uh, and it's possible. Have a it's good possible. birthday. Thank you. you I appreciate possible. that. It is possible, as long as my wife drives. <laughs> I, I hear that. Uh, so, so Greg, update on the text message. Was busy, but now it's clearing out. But it doesn't matter at this point now because it's almost ten o'clock. <clears throat> Pretty much. All right. So, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, college basketball. At least uh, the season started last week. And that's all I want to talk about college basketball right now. None of that matters until none of it matters until uh, February and March. So that's that. So with that being said, Cashley, it's been a while. It's been a week. But yes. Oh, <laughs> um, please, you are, the, the floor is all yours to give us every give us an update of everything that's happened in wrestling over the past seven days. All yours. Yes. Well, uh, let's start on the WWE end. Um, there hasn't been 
a whole lot since the last pay-per-view. But um, we are gearing up for the next one, which is Survivor Series War Games. But I do want to highlight um, on SmackDown the past tag team match between the New Day and the Usos for the titles. And I, I do want to point out that that was a very great match between two very great tag teams in WWE. But the Usos are officially the longest reigning tag team champions. So congratulations to them. Uh, also on Friday, there was a tournament kicked off to crown the new Intercontinental title contender. And that tournament started off with Santos Escobar representing Mexico and Shinsuke Nakamura from Japan. Shinsuke uh, Santos Escobar, my apologies, um, actually advanced to that next round. Um, Kevin Owens, who recently just came back into action, is unfortunately injured again with an MCL injury that he sustained on Sunday in a match against Austin Theory at a live event. And he could be possibly out for a few weeks. So Survivor Series might be out of the question for him, unfortunately. Like I said, um, everyone's pretty much gearing up for Survivor Series War Games event. And uh, there's going to be a couple uh, titles on the line. So far, we have Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey for the title. And then we have a confirmed women's War Games match with Bianca Belair, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky so far. Um, on the social media, there's a whole lot of buzz talking about uh, Stone Cold possibly coming back. And it's all stemmed from a picture of him that he posted working out. And he looks good, by the way. <laughs> he does look really good, but do we want to see him come back? No. Fucking no. Do not Goldberg Stone Cold, please. Just walk man right out in the sunset like he did. I thought that was Why? I thought that was your boy though, man. Yeah, yeah, yes. But here's the thing. The way he went out was it. He he does not have to do a Ric Flair and have a match when he's fucking eighty three. He could literally have that right, WrestleMania yeah. match against KO and that could be it. People were like, you know what? I agree. That was a fucking I good agree. match. Imagine yeah. Seeing Stone Cold at entrance number twenty four in the Royal Rumble, you're like, "What the fuck? What?" <laughs> His knees will not hold up. No, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like they'll have him do something nostalgic, and then they'll have some piece of shit like you know fuck him over and win the match. You know, win the Royal Rumble. Like they'll have Miz knock him out, and then you're like, "Oh, well, thanks." Like we had nostalgia of Stone Cold being in you know a Royal Rumble, and then he gets knocked out. At entrance number twenty four, like no man, like no 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 no. Please do not do this for the love of everything holy. Please just leave Stone Cold alone. Let let him be one of the few <laughs> like WWE alumni that's like you know what they actually went out positively. There's nothing yeah. that you can do for the WWE to contribute to make them better. They're doing good already. Let it be what the fuck it is. What they're going to do right. is they're going to have him come in and do a whole bunch of special guest referee matches that nobody gives a fuck about. They're going to make him, you know, have one-on-one matches with, like, Roman at a pay-per-view that nobody's going to care about because they're like, oh, well, great. He's going to fucking bury him like he buried every other, you know, alumni. Or they might fuck us over and make us have to watch an Edge versus Stone Cold match. No. Just fucking oh, no. no nobody, <laughs> nobody wants these things. Like... As a fan of wrestling, like, thanks to, you know, the Melon and Matt and Cashley, like, I just, I'm growing to like it again. Don't fuck it up. Like, it, it's not that hard. 
Like, I understand he probably thinks, oh, well, I did so good at Mania, I can do like Daniel Bryan and come back. Here's the issue. You're not Daniel fucking Bryan. So there's that. Secondly, yeah. nobody wants to see you wrestle. I wanted to see him just beat Kevin Owens' ass. When we saw Stone Cold was going to have a match, I was like, oh, it's going to be a squash match. He's going to whoop his ass. I can live with that. The rest of the world can live with that. But can you imagine having to watch Stone Cold in like uh, a TLC match or some oh random obscure fuck? No. Nobody wants that. Someone with... I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Triple H and Survivor Series is going to bring Stone Cold out. And he's going to make a match at WrestleMania for Stone Cold against Vince McMahon to get his job back. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> if they do that, if they do that on everything I love, I'm done with, I'm done with wrestling. If we, if we have to watch oh, a, a once and for all match between Stone Cold and Vince for oh, his reinstatement, yo, I will never watch wrestling again. I swear You're to God. Right. I agree. I agree. Because that is actually some shit that they would do. And it's exactly. going to ruin everybody. Is, you're like, wait. So we got rid of Vince. Everybody was happy with this shit. And now you're bringing him back to fight Stone Cold in a like retirement or in statement match. Like, oh, jeez. And the, the fucked up wow. part about it is I can see it. Just no. Nobody deserves to be hurt that bad. Like, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. But not that bad. That, that's a lot. And Stone someone Cold, with bad knees, I just, I just don't want Stone Cold to come back. I mean, he's he had to come out with like the the ultimate knee braces on both exactly. of his knees. So no, he fucking looked like RoboCop. Not. Like yo, like <laughs> <laughs> I was like yo, like we we have we have to cut this shit out. Like I, I understand we living off of nostalgia and shit, but it's like Triple H, you've been making really good decisions. Stop, like. Bring people back that honestly nobody gives a fuck if they do come back. Like Batista. I'm sure people will have a little pop for him for like a week or two. And I'm like, oh, it's just Batista, right? Like, whatever. Like, just no. Some things just should not be. <laughs> Stone Cold is one of those guys who's like, in my head, untouchable. Like, you should yeah. just know. You know what? They come back. They're coming back for a reason. And even if you think, like, you know, he's going against KO, you know he's going to beat KO. It just is. It is what it is. But everything else, no. I, I don't want to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him be a manager or a valet. I don't want to see him, you know, starting shit on a mic. Like I don't want him on Miz TV. I, I just want him to enjoy his life, hunting fucking deer, venison and shit like that. Having his little TV show, his podcast. Just be that guy. Don't be the guy that everybody's like, yo. Like they just can't. Don't be Goldberg. I think Goldberg can literally be a verb in this situation. Don't be a fucking Goldberg, please. <laughs> don't don't be that guy that everybody just they were so excited to see him come back. And I think where everybody went wrong with Goldberg is when he fucking slammed his own head and the door started bleeding. And I was like, okay, yeah, we, we can cut this shit out now. Like we, we can we, we can absolutely And speaking of Goldberg, we'll we're gonna get into him a little later on too. But uh <laughs> moving on to AEW. Uh, they're actually gearing up for their pay-per-view this weekend in Newark at the Prodigio Center. So it's called Full Gear. And mm-hmm. there's pretty much all of their titles on the line. So the AEW World Championship with Mox versus MJF. The AEW Interim Women's title, title is on the line with Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, which 
a title I really don't care too much about because of how they booked it. Um, the uh, the World Tag Team titles for the Acclaim versus Swerving Out Glory, which should be pretty good. And then the mm-hmm. ROH World Championship with Chris Jericho, Claudio, Brian Danielson, and Sammy Guevara. So that's a nice four-way. And then we have the TBS Championship on the line with Jay Cargill facing Nyla Rose. I think Jay is going to end up dropping a title this time, but let's let's see what happens. But yeah, like AEW, they're probably going to have like a hundred matches, and the show is probably going to be like five hours for like no reason. So let's stay tuned for that one. <laughs> uh, moving on to New Japan, um, they really didn't have too much going on other than they're currently on the Oceania tour with shows in Sydney and Auckland, New Zealand. So they they're on the expansion tour. So. That's pretty much all for wrestling, but before I go, I did want to hand out yet another award this week. Yes, there's another award. Yes. 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 Two weeks oh. in a row. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this award is called the Fuck You Forever. You ended my career. Some end your legacy award goes to drumroll. <laughs> it goes to none other than the excellence of execution, Brent the Hitman Hart. Yes. Let you know once again that he ain't letting shit go. He will carry this brush forever. And what can you do with Bret Hart? So <laughs> we just let him mm-hmm. carry his grudge. And in case you're wondering who he's carrying this grudge to, uh, allow me to read this quote from a current Ringer article. And what started off by him talking about how he made peace with Shawn Michaels and somehow ended up trashing Bill Goldberg. <laughs> so in the article, he states that me and Shawn making up in the ring in 2010 and shaking hands was very real and very moving for me. It wasn't orchestrated. Shawn wanted that off his back and I was in a position to take it off his back. We've been friends ever since. I'm grateful that he's in a better place today. And I wish that none of the bad history that we had ever happened. I wish I never left for WCW because I probably wouldn't have had a stroke and I probably wouldn't have had to wrestle Bill Goldberg. Now, in case anyone wasn't around back then, uh, there was. <laughs> right, you know that. <laughs> and that was typical Bret Hart style there. Um, yeah, so there was a match in WCW and there was a, a spot in the match where. Bill Goldberg literally kicked Brett in the side of his head. And I posted a still in the group chat. And if you look at it, it almost looks like Brett never anticipated that kick. So there may have been a timing issue with Bill Goldberg, who at that time was known as one of the stiffest wrestlers to work with. So, yeah. And if you really think about what Brett is even talking about, it kind of led to an unfortunate chain of events. He had a really bad concussion which led to a really bad stroke. And he feels like if he had never gone to WCW, then he never would have had that stroke. He never would have lost his brother Owen either because, you know, everything with Owen happened after Brett left. So he feels like, you know, that just set off a whole unfortunate chain of events there. So, yeah, that's the award time of the night goes to Brett the Hitman Hart. I, I love you, Brad. If you know, yeah, that's the best award we've gotten. We've done all year. <laughs> that, that, all right, 
Yeah, uh, I, I have a question for, for you, Ashley, and Greg. Yes, All right. <clears throat> Hold on, Q. Get your mic real quick. Go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry, Q. Um, I thought about this the other night, and I wanted to ask YouTube with, you know, us three, especially Cashley being, you know, the wrestling aficionado, if you may. But, mm -hmm. all right, in wrestling, you have faces, good guys, heels, bad guys, right? In your entire life watching wrestling, can you just give me two faces that you just could not stand as like being wrestlers, period. Like two good guys that, for the most part, most of their careers, um, faces in the industry, but the crowd loved them, but you didn't. You, I just couldn't stand them. Oh shoot! Honestly, because I, I have my two. I have my. Uh, you know what? I was just about to say John Cena. I was just about to say John. Cena. <laughs> John Cena, but the crowd needed him after a while, though. Yeah, I, yeah. Him for me, um, I absolutely, I absolutely think John Cena's number one. Number two is going to be a toss up for me because, like, are, are we talking like baby faces, right? Yeah, basically, like people. Um, damn. Uh, where's baby faces? Oh, th this is a tie to. This is a tie to. It's between Randy Orton and Hulk Hogan. Really? Oh, shoot. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, the reason why is like Randy Orton to me, like, I get it. He's in like the tail end of his like wrestling career. Like he, he can still wrestle for another fifteen years anyway. But for me, like his best storylines happened when he was a heel. And Randy's one of those people where it doesn't even matter if he's a heel. He's so good at what he does. Like people just gonna like him, right? Like so the baby face Randy is like like this shit he's doing with the barefoot dude. I'm like what the fuck? Like I understand like it's a resurgence of him, but it's like this is so fucking corny, bro. Like. <laughs> Like, what I love how you call him uh, the barefoot like, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's honestly, what he, I think that was a good look for him, though. Yeah, I and think it, it was probably was. It, it, it definitely was different because I mean, he would have been in a six month like thing with uh, with Edge again, or he would have been you know had some feud with like the Usos and Roman and shit. And it's like okay, we, nobody needs this. No, nobody wants this. Nobody needs this. Um, but those are my two Hogan. Like yeah, I definitely agree with Hogan. He, Hogan's on there. Cena's definitely on there at number one. Like mm. him coming out with the the Super Mario Brothers theme shirt with the. I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, what what are we doing? Like, like just we've been yeah. asking for Attitude Era Cena for fucking fifteen years. He came out one night, but he still came out with the dun, dun, dun. like get the fuck out. Stop, <laughs> stop this shit. Like. I no. had a feeling. I had a feeling that that one of you two, if not both, of you would pick Cena. Cena's not even. On yeah, the he list. was the first one I, I thought about. <laughs> yeah. Cena actually not on my list. You might be surprised with my second one, but mm -hmm. you might be surprised with both of mine. But one was Bret Hart. I could never. Oh, ever, oh my god! Ever oh stand my Bret god. Hart? I could never stand him. <laughs> ever. Oh ever. man. And my That's other crazy. one, my other one might be a surprise too, but Daniel Bryan. 
I hated Daniel Bryan. Wow. I could never stand him being a, like that that stupid ass yes chant. I mean, oh come, on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I could not stand that shit. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know, but I just, those two top my list. I don't really even have another one. Uh, I just, wow. whenever they came on TV, I either switched the channel, put it on mute, or did something else. <laughs> that so, is funny. <laughs> but, it, but you know what? It's interesting that you brought up Hulk Hogan, Greg, because I felt like I was one of the only ones that was not a Hulkamaniac. Like, oh, yeah. I never liked Hogan. Even when he went to NWO, I never liked him. Like, <laughs> and, and I couldn't put my finger on it. It's like, okay, there's that corny leg drop. And I feel like that's all it was <laughs> to him. But, you know... See, yeah, I, I I've always liked, I've always liked Hogan just for the fact that when I was eight years old, I met him. Oh he, wow! He, when I was living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, he was filming a commercial, and this was when all the like the WWE like cartoons and stuff were out on Saturday oh, mornings yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, he came to Pittsburgh to uh, he was filming a commercial with like in a uh, one of the like the Harley Davidson or some stores that I live right down the street. So yeah. like a bunch of kids went up and yeah, I got to meet him when I was like seven, eight years old. So I, I you know, I was always a, a Hogan fan. Well, I stopped being a Hogan fan like a long time ago, but it made it even worse for me when we met Linda Hogan, like at an airport. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Oh, this is Linda Hogan. Like she seems nice. She seems like a sweet lady. Very nice lady. Very, very, very nice. Very kind. Right. I, I can live with that. However, um, I'm looking at a list. I want to see how y'all feel about this list. I'm not. Uh -oh. gonna, it's, it's a top twenty. It's a top twenty of the worst baby faces of all time. Ah, <laughs> I like it. Cool. You're oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. List. Oh gosh, yeah. I can only imagine who's on it. So actually, it says nineteen. So top nineteen most hated. I guess they were saving twenty for Roman. They wanted to see how long that was going to last, right? <laughs> This article was written in February of 2017. Um, wait, no, Roman actually might be on this list because he's been holding the belt for damn near that long, right? So here's the list. Number 19, Shawn Michaels. What? Yeah, Whoa. as the I, most I hated baby faces in wrestling here. Yeah. The yeah. most uh, hated baby faces in wrestling history. The list I'll bet starts. you that has a lot. I'll, I'll bet you that has a lot to do with uh, the Montreal Screwjob bill, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it says when uh, this issue was the most prevalent when the Michaels HBK feud. Uh, wait, the Michaels HBK feud. That's what it says. It says some loved him, some loved Brett. Okay, so they were trying to type the oh, HBK okay. Hart uh, feud, but they mm -hmm. typed Michaels HBK. Um, it was a very challenging program in that respect because neither guy was an obvious alpha heel type. Looking back, HBK was a great face. I'm sorry, it was just as good as a face as he was a heel, so it really didn't matter, right? So, that's 19. Number 18, Paige. Yeah. She, 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 I think she belongs on that list because nobody liked her as a baby mm -hmm. face. Like, everybody right. liked her as heel Paige. Um, so that's 18. Number 17, ironically, her ex-fiance, Alberto Del Rio. I Wait, agree when, he, when was he a face? Well, remember when he won the belt? He won. He beat the Big Show for the title, and mm. this one he had. Uh, what was the guy like? Francisco, whatever. I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I can. I can. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name either. 
Oh, okay. well, the, yeah. okay. the, 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 the one that used to introduce him whenever he came out to the ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was number uh, 17. 16 is Seamus. That, that's, that's a bold take. That that's is, a bold take. I, I've always loved Seamus. I thought he was all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, number 15, I absolutely agree, and it should be higher. The New Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fucking New Day. <laughs> All three of them. Listen, I all listen, three. I remember when the new day premiered. Me and Greg was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> was this shit? I was so blown. I'm like, "What are we doing? This is garbage!" Bro, and we're, we're looking at each other. I'm like, oh, "Shake, um, gyrating and shit." It was the most. It was yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? I, I hate it here. Um, that that's fifteen. <laughs> Number fourteen is going to be a shocker. Number fourteen is The Rock. Really? Okay, yeah, are I, we talking it, The Rock or Rocky Maivia? Right. This thing. Good it says, point. the first time was before we, we actually ever met The Rock. It was when he made his debut as Rocky Maivia. He was high energy. He was overly positive. He was a face and was everything fans wanted to cheer against. And so we did. Rocky turned, joined a nation of domination, and slowly evolved into The Rock. And even The Rock got to play things as a face, getting a wee bit of heat. But what... What will happen when you go face to face at WrestleMania with one of your biggest legends in sports entertainment as ever known? That would be Hulk Hogan, in case you forgot. Right? So he's mm-hmm. number um fourteen in the list of again, the top nineteen most hated baby faces in wrestling history. And this is not exclusive to just the WWE. As you will see, number thirteen is Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm. That's a wild that's a wild one, but I like it. I, I really dig that pick. Yeah, I, I, I really I, like that pick. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Let me see. We'll, we'll move on. I ain't gonna go too in depth with that. Number twelve, Natalia. Goddamn right. Yes, she needs to be on this list. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be on this list. She, they are doing her yeah, so dirty. <laughs> you know, she's she's like she's like the best worst female wrestler of all time. When I say that, I'm not saying like she can't wrestle and shit. It's like, yo, like she's the best that y'all have, and y'all mm-hmm. treat her the worst. Like, yo, she mm-hmm. she should have Charlotte's. Number. Her and Charlotte should have had feuds for like three years. I don't know why. Why not? It's almost like they just stopped caring. They're like, oh, like she's she's exactly. just she's loyal to the brand, and it, it sucks because she has so much potential. You know, she knows she's gonna be a Hall of Famer, and she doesn't care. It's kind of like um like Edge's wife, where it's like. You know what? She doesn't need to hold the belt like 18 times. Everybody knows she's a legend. But it's like, but Natalia, like, she watched everybody else that she helped bring into, right. like, the, right. like, bring in, mm-hmm. surpass her. Like, even, like, Paige. Like, 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 all of, she's training everybody and they're passing her. Yeah. The Bella twins. It, it, she trained it, it, them and they passed her. It's crazy. Like, she, she has more Hall of Famers that she's trained than the men. Like and that's crazy. When you think about that, she's like, yo, look, look at how many women she's trained. Even some that like the Nia Jackson world and stuff like that. Like all of them, like, oh, but their names. Like you can literally look at them in like ten years. Like, oh, guess what? N- Natalia did that. But I, I guess she's gonna get her accolades on that when she goes into the Hall of Fame. They be like, oh, look at her. She's but she's you know gonna be what's in. Interesting? What's that? You know what's interesting is the fact that you know how a lot of people say that it's all about who you know and what family you come from. Mm-hmm. And this might be a case where it's working against her. 
Yep. I kind of get, I kind of get a feeling that she's not really reaping the benefits of being a heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. I don't think any, I don't think any of them really have for even being a heart. To be honest with you, like yep. if you're a flare, then you you know, you know, of course you you're a fourteen time champion. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a part of the Anawaii family, which is Roman's family, then you know you see what's happening there. Right. But yeah. being a heart really ain't paying off for her. Unfortunately, you know, so. Well, number 11, th- this one is Batista. Um, I can see this. Right, yeah, right, right on the definitely. edge of the top 10. But definitely. He, he definitely was a ter- When he came back, I was like, you trying to make this guy a baby face? Like, it was cool for like yeah, two I remember weeks. Him and then it was like. Yeah. When he came back, but uh, he won the Royal Rumble and the crowd just turned on him so yeah. quick. <laughs> Yeah, because the thing is, like, he beat like Daniel Bryan, so it's like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you beat Daniel Bryan, like you just got here, like four weeks ago, and mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, he's definitely on that list. Number ten, Bret Hart. Oh yeah, oh, we, we're getting into the nitty gritty <laughs> now. They got yeah. Bret Hart in the top yeah, yeah. ten. I mean, all, all this, all this, this slander. I, I don't, I don't know if I can, I can't do this slander. <laughs> this is slanderous. Yeah. The, well, it says, the, the reason why he was, was the <laughs> it says he met he met head on with the leader of the new school era in Austin, and by the time the WrestleMania match was over, they had switched roles. This could not have happened if there wasn't already a dislike towards Hart leading into the match, and at least creative staff was paying attention to be able to maximize on the situation. Okay, well that, that's fine. Um, yeah. So that okay, number nine, Randy Orton. We we talked about him, so we can we can go past him. Number eight, ironically, is the Usos. The Usos made the list. Wow. Yeah. Okay, As so the, is it the Usos with like the long hair? Yes, long like, hair Usos. Okay. Yep. Okay. The, the shiny black hair with the, the yeah. wet oil. Yeah, like, yep. Uh-huh. That's them. Okay. That That's number eight. Okay. Um, Maybe not even top five. Putting New Day, Enzo and Cass, The Wyatt, Gallows and Allison, and probably Lucha Dragons all ahead of Jimmy and Jay now. Maybe others. Uh, the WWE, uh, WWE did finally turn the brothers heel, and while it finally fits them, I don't think it's helped them much. I agree. I don't think it's helped them. They, they're just giving them the, the the good old Rock treatment. I think Rock was like, when he came back and fought Cena for those two terrible-ass matches, he was like, hey, by the way, my family... They, they get over. I don't give a fuck what's going on. Like they're going to hold the belts for as long as possible. Because when you had said it earlier, when you know, when we we're still in like the whole wrestling segment, I know we're still in it, but you know when you were starting it off and you were saying like they're like the longest reigning. I'm like, why? Like we we got like what happened? What happened to like the rule? Like okay, if you haven't defended in 30 days, like we strip it, and they're actually counting calendar days. Like. It, uh, I'm moving. I think that on weekends too at this rate. Yeah, you know man. it. You know it. Um, <laughs> weekends, holidays. Number seven. <laughs> number seven is Triple H, which yeah, I, I've never liked Triple H as a face, and he ruined Sting for me. So yeah, it, it's fuck Triple H forever. Right, man. Um, except for when he's doing good, creative, but he. Like yeah, you I, I'll, I'll never over forget. like that one time, like cheese. I, mean, I, I have always become Triple H. I don't know what it is. I've always heel face, whatever. I've always liked Triple H, man. I don't know why. I just thought that he was just like 
I mean, especially like growing up, like as a kid watching them. I I didn't like his Hunter Hearst Helmsley character. I like that yeah. character. <laughs> See when he yeah he was all skinny and you know the the hair and the, <laughs> and all that. I was just like, who the heck is this guy? You know. But yeah, when he like became the, the when he became the game, that's what I really liked is his character. Yeah. Agreed. Um, number six. This is a wild one. But I absolutely agree. Eva Marie. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Eva Marie. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying I to remember her as a heel horse. I had to picture her. She, she's the redhead. Okay. Right. She, she, the she one that really wrestled could that much. not. She could not wrestle at all. And they keep trying to bring her back. Right. Pretty face. Yeah. Pretty face, but that's right. It. Exactly. Pretty face with yeah. no talent. Mm-hmm. No talent. Um, number five, Scott Steiner. Wow. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I can see that. Top five is okay. it's a stretch, but okay. Which one was Scott? Scott, Scott was the one was, with the chain. Scott is he? He's been right. Papa Pup, right? Yep. When he was in WWE. He was was he even in WWE that long? Yeah, he was. I think he was in that longer than he was in WCW. Yeah, it says I liked. I liked that when he was in WCW. When he went to TNA, I could not mm-hmm. stand him. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Agree. I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, no problem. That that was number five is Scott Steiner. Number four, Goldberg. Oh, yeah, wow, he he had to make the list. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on the list. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we need to go into that. Number three is Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, number three. I said number two. Most of us agree he's in the top three or four, um, but he's number three. Number two is John Cena. Wow! <laughs> wow! So John he's Cena. two. Call Luke. <laughs> he's number one. <sighs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. You know what? Yeah. He's in the top five because they were trying to push him as a face for like three years. Mm -hmm. And we're like, bro, Mm -hmm. we don't care, yo. Like, (laughs) we don't care. And you notice now that the crowd likes him more as a heel. Right. Right. So, right. he deserves to be a heel. Like I'm just waiting for the day when he realized he's like, you know what? The the, the shiny black hair shit, like you you could do like them. And I think he's gonna do that in the new year. I hope he does. It's gonna give him some edge. Like cut the fucking the hair. Like cut the bro, no. Mm-mm. You you can't have the belts, the hair, the looks and all that shit. You look like Aquaman now. Like just fucking cut the hair, bro. Like because <laughs> like, think like about Aquaman. it, like No, because if you uh, if you think about it, every every wrestler that you've seen like that has like the long flowy hair shit. When they cut their hair, there's just like a whole different edge to them, and they become a better character. Tess, rest in peace to him. Like when he cut his hair from like the Goldilocks and into like the short hair, he went off. Um, I'm trying to think who else cut the hair. Fucking Triple H. Like when he oh yeah, finally cut his hair off, no hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like yeah. oh, like it was a di- like the only person that when we saw him like and, like Ashley and I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? When Shawn Michaels went bald, I was like, "What the f- what the fuck is yeah. that?" 
Yeah. I was like, this is this is not right. Like, no, I'm used to, you know, the, the sexy boy, like HBK. I'm not used to, you know, <laughs> the, the, the the uncle at the cookout. Like, what the fuck is, who is he? <laughs> Bring Shawn Michaels out. <laughs> Bring Shawn Michaels oh, back. Dude. We don't like this guy. But, uh, I mean, I agree with this list, most of it. Eva Marie was a wild card. Um, I think that Paige should have been higher on that list because I hated her as a face. Um, but there's a few of them that should be on that list that, you know, I guess if we had like a, a top 30 or something like that. Um, Emolution, that's on my list because what oh, they geez. ruined her. Jesus oh, Christ, God. they ruined her. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Emolution, I hated. Um, they, they did hype her up too, and that just turned out to be man. nothing. Right. For six months. They did nothing but vignettes and stuff, and then she came out for one week, and they scrapped the plan, and they gave it to Eva Marie. And ever since <laughs> yeah, that, that sure was, like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, this is garbage, and I'm, I'm, I'm not with it. I'm, not, I'm not going for this anymore. Um, but we got a voice. I'm gonna play this real quick, and I'm gonna let Q tell us what he wants to do because I know he's sitting there watching the game. Hold on. The principal, Ashley, I need you two to reach out to Alfred. I need him to triangulate the location of the Batmobile before the Joker does. Send the information to Oracle. She can then triangulate my exact position and send out the Batwing. Greg, I need you two to go back to the Batcave. I've uploaded some data to the Batcomputer. I think there may be some antigens inside the antitoxins that the Joker is putting in the air. If I don't make it out on time, good luck to all four of you. Bruce out. What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. The, the internet is a scary place. It's a scary place. I thought that was like a new oh, WWE what? wrestler's entrance or some hey, shit. That was definitely know. a promo. That was hey, definitely yeah. a promo. <laughs> It'll be on Monday Night Raw. Oh my god! Yeah, that is too good. Wow. All right, Q, what you got for us? Oh boy. Um <clears throat> That was interesting. <laughs> that cast comment was interesting. Um I have nothing I have nothing else. Um right now the game is going into the fourth quarter. Washington is up twenty three to fifteen, but uh, the Eagles are driving. Um Yeah. <clears throat> um we can see an upset tonight. I hope. I'm cross my fingers. I hope to die, but I'm cross my fingers. Anyway, let's get into the last segment of the show. Oh, first, before we get into the last segment of the show, that is the award section of the show. Uh, Ashley, thank you for that wrestling update. Um, thank you for the wrestling update. Can't wait until Mel and the Matt is back from hiatus. Um, so that those of you who are listening right now, you get even more in-depth coverage of everything in the world of wrestling. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. <clears throat> Um, and yeah, again, thank you again. And with that, awards. Cashy let us off with one. Uh, the you all, Devontae took your score, bitch. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> any awards tonight? Uh, ironically, no, I, none for me. Uh, yeah, I do not either. <laughs> I, I have none tonight. I have none tonight, although I'm kind of upset that uh, this last play, I, I probably heard me say it, but yeah, Devontae Smith scored a touchdown. 
uh, passing touchdowns and St. Juice missed the tackle. Um, but with that being said, I have none tonight either. Uh, so we are going to conclude with this. Actually, I do have one because it's a perpetual one that will forever be an award until this fucker sells the team. Selling the Adam Gates Why You Still Here award goes to Daniel Mark Snyder. Sell the goddamn team. Just hurry and sell it. Sell it. Sell it now. <laughs> don't wait. Sell it right <laughs> fucking now. He said don't sell wait. Sell the goddamn team. Sell, sell the fucking team. Uh, Jeff Bezos, you got to cut an $8 billion check. Forget $7 billion. You just give him $8 billion cash at him. I don't care how you send it to him. Just write the check and Daniel Snyder cash it and go the fuck away forever. Facts. All right. Thank you for listening to, like, to another episode of the Best Dance Sports on Stereo, the Young Black and Bobby Sports Chef. I'm your boy, too. That was Craig, Ashley, and We will see you maybe next week because it is the week of Thanksgiving. It is the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, so we may or may not have a show next week. If we have a show, we'll see you. If not, uh, I wish everyone a happy, happy Thanksgiving, a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy the time with your family. Uh, and we'll see you if we, like I said, if we don't have a show next week, we'll see you in two weeks where we're all fat and, fat and sloppy after eating turkey all weekend, all week. <laughs> but again, if we have a show next week, we'll see you next Monday. If we do not have a show next week, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in two weeks on December, on, I'm sorry, on November the 28th. November the 28th. Have a great week, everybody. Peace yeah. out, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.